Bulletin. 10.41 and time to catch up with uh, Gordon Finlater this morning and Gordon thanks so much for joining us. Uh, where to start? There's so much uh, sport on at the moment. We interviewed M- uh, Marcus Wheelhouse this morning on the subject of his charge, Ryan Fox. Now if uh, Ryan Fox continues on in the, this rich vein of form and the progression he's having in world golf, he could go down as one of our greatest uh, of all time but he'll have to win a major before that I would imagine. Yeah, well, he, I think what's his best result so far? I think this year he had a couple of, what, in the, in the 20s. But you get the sense yeah. from this year that, I mean, a top 10 finish at the very least isn't far away. I think within the next 12 months, surely we're due to see him contend. I mean, you look at that leaderboard at Wentworth at the weekend. You know, you got John Rahm, you got Rory McIlroy, you got Victor Hovland. To go and on that last round, not just, hold off those guys, but, but come from behind. I mean, that back nine he had to, to get past those sort of names, what that must do for his confidence when you go into those events where you can sort of possibly be overawed by those names, you, you feel it's not far away, don't you? Oh, look, you do. I mean, because one thing he's got, you know, if, if, he, if his short game is, is fine, uh, he's got power. I mean, you know, he's got power that uh, others go to the gym for and try and build themselves up physically to try and attain. He's just got that naturally. Yeah, and I actually I, I did hear some of that um, interview you had with with Marcus earlier, and I I found that interesting. Obviously, you know you forget that's right. It was a few years ago that he went to the to the um, to the locked arm on his putting, and those, that sort of change to your game takes a, can sometimes take a lot of adapting to get used to. So. You feel like his whole game as a package now is starting to come together. We're starting to see the end product, and it looks pretty good. Right, OK, let's get to the Rugby World Cup. Now, this is interesting for me because uh, I'm not sure where now before the quarterfinal with the Groot out for two uh, matches, which means he won't be available till then. Uh, I'm not sure we're going to see anything like our best front row together uh, until that quarter-final match, even if it, that is the case then, well, uh, with Lomax still being under a cloud. Now, this is turning out to be, um, in terms of squad, a really testing time for the All Blacks. Yeah, I mean, they're obviously going to be together in training, but it's, there's nothing like actual match experience. And it would see, it's going to seem weird, isn't it, going into whether it's Ireland or South Africa... Uh, in that quarter-final with, like you say, a front row that, I mean, the last time they would have played together is that Namibia game, which by then is a long time ago. And the last time you saw it against an actual proper big unit like France, things didn't go that well. So it's concerning. It's definitely concerning. Um, But I think the the big thing is that you'd rather the group be there than not be there, but... Yeah, there's uh, the fact that they haven't won't have been together as a unit for a while uh, does concern me a little bit. Is that two weeks of fair punishment? Did, did you see that coming, or did you think they had a possible case to beat the judiciary because no one else at the World Cup is having much luck doing that? No, but uh, it's one of those ones that you you say to yourself. I mean, when I saw it in the first instance, it's like, oh yeah, under the letter of the law these days, yes, that is that's at least a yellow card. Um, I, I'm still baffled as to how it was upgraded. And then once that happens, uh, as we've seen, these things, 
once they've made their decision, it seems nigh impossible for them to to overturn it. I think it's extremely harsh, but I guess everyone's getting the same treatment, aren't they? Uh, it's it's not a great product, though. When you see you've got this, this is you know this is their big showcase. This is the World Cup, and it scares me to think that come the the tail end of the tournament, come semi-finals, finals, I would hate to see some of the big names in world rugby missing out on the showpiece because of how hard or the, the line that they're towing on on these, these high shots. Well, you, you make a good point because, I mean, you know, how would we look if we lost uh, the likes of a Will Jordan because uh, he went up or waited for someone to take a high ball and uh, inadvertently their heads clashed. Uh, he's seen as the villain because he's the player on the ground uh, and we lose him. We lose him for the World Cup. I mean... It, it does. I mean, it just doesn't. To me, it, it, the intense side of it is not even a factor. Not even you know, the malicious side of it doesn't. It doesn't even exist when it comes to this kind of um, this kind of arrangement. Anyway, and for the, the, the high ball is probably the perfect example because obviously it's only in the last couple of years that they've really started, and even the last twelve months really clamped down on any shoulder to head contact, but. For a lot longer, they've, they've had those high ball rules of protecting the guy that goes up for the ball. That's been in in Super Rugby a, a long, long time. And we, I guess we sort of thought the first few years of it, you saw lots of it, guys going up that get tipped up. It's at least a yellow card. Uh, lots of guys going off the pitch. And you thought, oh, maybe, maybe because of how hard they're going on this, it will quickly evaporate out of the game. But it hasn't. We're still seeing it. Um, and like you say, there's, in most cases, there's very little intent. Um, you end up in the wrong place at the wrong time. And with the amount of decoy running you see, uh, you know, the, the, the team that's kicked make or the other team make with their players, quite often guys can do their very best to get in a position that might be deemed safe. But when you've got a lot of other guys around you running in the same area, it can be pretty tough. Mm, absolutely. Right, uh, this weekend, of course, uh, it all, it's all on the line. It has been uh, for the last, uh, well, it was uh, over the weekend anyway for the Warriors, but they have to do it away from home without that fabulous uh, Mount Smart atmosphere as such. They'll get a, a fair level of support, you would imagine, in uh, Brisbane, but uh, what's your gut feel on this one? Oh, my gut feel is it, it, it's going to be a contest, is my gut feel. Uh, I mean, Penrith was always going to be a, a, a mighty old task, and without Sean Johnson, you, you could have seen that coming from a mile away. Um, that performance at the weekend, though, wow. Uh, you've got to go in with confidence. I mean, if Johnson's allowed to get the sort of time on the ball and opportunities, um, particularly in, in Brisbane's half, you got to give us a, 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 a damn good chance, but I mean the Broncos have been—they've been the the strong team for the last couple of years. They're trending in the right direction. You know they were they were impressive against the Storm a few weeks ago. But I hope we get a game that in the last five or ten minutes it's in the balance, and I think that's what we will get. Uh, and I think whatever way it goes. Um, if we're in the grand final or not, it's. I mean, if you go back to the start of the season, you'd you'd, you'd take this situation any any day mm. for the mm. Warriors. 
I think you make a good point, actually. I, I don't under Andrew Webster. Um, they've actually finished quite strong uh, in a number of games this year. In fact, the game they lost in Napier uh, to the Brisbane Broncos, bouncing off a bye, um, they actually finished all over the top of the Broncos. And had it not been for um, Pompey uh, running an obstructive line, they probably would have beaten the Broncos with a mag- magnificent comeback that night. They should take some heart out of that. If they're there in the last 10 minutes, they can do it. And I think that's, like you say, the, the thing that they can take heart out of this year is there hasn't really been, and there's been previous campaigns where they've maybe snuck into it, but there, there hasn't really been any really demoralising losses. Um, you're right, you go back to, that was the game that was, I think we ended up after that game talking more about the amount of um, pitch invaders they had during the game. I'm hopefully, um, for <laughs> the crowd in Brisbane's a bit better behaved. But um, yeah, you're right. Right, OK. Um, if we look at the Rugby World Championship, just going back to that now, how do you rank the teams a fortnight in? You know what? I, 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 I'd I, love to say I can see the All Blacks winning it and my heart wants the All Blacks to win it, but I think can't South Africa or Ireland, they've all looked really strong. Um, to be honest, I think... Whoever wins out of that meeting in um, in a couple of weeks' time between South Africa Brazil, um, and the weekend between South Africa and Ireland, um, I think that they have got to to gain the ascendancy as the team to beat. Okay, fair enough. Um, yeah, and that is a massive, uh, absolutely fantastic. We hope to. Uh, catch up with a correspondent uh, on that South Africa Island game coming up this weekend as well. I mean, that should be uh, <coughs> that should be to me that is like a quarterfinal standard, semi-final standard anyway. Um, and yet the rest of it's been what, what have you made of Fiji? How good a story is that? We're just on a correspondent. I was going to say absolutely. Feel feel free to get in touch with our rugby reporter Ollie Ritchie. I know um, the All Blacks are got a week off, well not a week off, a week of training in Bordeaux, but I think he'll. Uh, if he's not too too many deep in the uh, Bordeaux Reds, I'm sure he'll be able to um, give you some some good insight. A man of discerning taste, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> we might try and do that as well. Might have to get him early in the day, though. <laughs> good on you. Thanks, Gordon. <laughs>